people may get to your destination that you're seeking easier and faster. And the last thing I know I want is shortcuts. Welcome to the Waiting Game Podcast, a podcast where I attempt to bring more dialogue into the world of Olympic weightlifting and share my experiences and perspectives in the sport and resistance training in general. It was a perspective I wish was more accessible during my earlier years of training, so here is my attempt to bring that value to those who may be seeking it. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 47 of the Waiting Game Podcast. I'm your one and only host, Olympian and multiple-time representative at the Commonwealth Games, Brandon Wakeling. And in this episode, I am going to talk about coming back from having a terrible competition. I've been through many of them in the past, and looking back on them, these competitions have actually been the best thing for my training to follow and my overall enjoyment of the sport. And I'll obviously explain why. And what I mean by terrible competition is that you had your sights set out on perhaps a certain goal, total, hitting a certain medal, and it didn't happen. And having been through that multiple times now at a variety of different competitions at the time, it feels shit. And I'm sure everyone can relate to this in some kind of regard, even if you don't compete in weightlifting, if you had your sights set on hitting a certain total at the end of, say, a training cycle, and it didn't happen then it doesn't feel great and it's not the best spot to be in. So you may think. Looking back on my past competitions when I've had something that I had perceived to be a terrible competition, I'd noted that following this competition I had had one of my best competitions and I've always found it interesting that that happens to be the case. Whether it's not the exact next competition, but just the trajectory of my competitions to follow that one in general seem to escalate more than if I just continued to follow on that gradual improvement. Example being in 2016, which was my first full competition year, I had planned out how the whole year was going to go with competitions. I was going to compete 12 times and I was going to add 5 kilos to each lift every single competition. And I was going to start with light numbers in which I can build confidence and then add weight as I go throughout the year. But Of course, it didn't happen the way that I thought it would, and roughly halfway through the year, I had a competition in which the total that I was going to hit was going to be the one to qualify me for the national championships. And that was my first competition where things didn't go to plan, and I had missed my last two clean and jerks, not hit the total, and had to quickly regroup, find another competition, compete in that, hit the total, and then continue on this trajectory. And in less than one week's time after this competition, I'd found another one, competed in that, hit the number, and then throughout the rest of this year, my numbers just skyrocketed up until the end of the year, where I was ranked number one in the country on the ranking system amongst my weight category. The next one following this was the National Championships in 2017, where I had underperformed and done less than what I'd done the competition before by a pretty significant margin. And then that just escalated the rest of my year again in terms of numbers. Then the next year after that, going into the Commonwealth Games, I had another bad competition. Then after that, the floor just raised again, right in time for my lead up to the Tokyo Olympics. Now, obviously, there's a common theme that I'm laying out here. And I've always wondered why 
when things don't go right or they don't go the way that I thought they were going to go, how come after this, everything escalates? And then when looking at it from the other side, when I say win something or achieve a certain result that I was looking for, then I honestly don't really care all that much about achieving the result. I've obviously broken records, competed at large events, I've won the Pacific Games, I've won national championships, and I didn't really get much happiness from winning those events. And what I think that is, is that I know for me, I enjoy the pursuit. I don't exactly enjoy the result, but I like chasing something bigger than myself at the time. And what I think the best thing for my training has been is that one of my main goals from the start was to medal at the Commonwealth Games. And in 2018, I fell short of that. I chased hard for another four years and I just fell short, missing my medal winning lift two times in a row in the clean and jerk, therefore not getting the result that I was seeking. And I think the worst thing that could have happened for my development as a weightlifter and just as a person in general, is if in 2018 I competed at the Commonwealth Games and just so happened to win a medal. Keep in mind that the winner of this event, Gareth, who I know well from Wales, he had trained 20 years to finally get a medal at this event. Not three, like me, 20. And what I found after coming off all of these perceived terrible competitions at the time is that a few things happen. For one, all of the way that you did think going into this competition gets shaken up and you become very present in accepting what had happened. And with that, also all the pressure that was going into this competition has been taken off. And if you're someone in which people were expecting a certain result, then people don't have as much expectation on you for the competitions to follow. For some, that's back to being the underdog, which is my favourite place to be in weightlifting. Then after accepting the very, very important lesson in weightlifting, and that is you cannot win them all and you will fail along the way, then considering you have that resiliency and you continue on the path, assuming that you're going to chase that goal that you just missed out on, it gives a lot of purpose and presence to your training to follow. And that's, that's an important thing to have with purpose and a passion and wanting to follow something. There are people out there, obviously, passions, purposes all differ. It can be family, it can be work, it can be sport, it can be whatever. But if you have something that makes you get out of bed in the morning and want to continue on doing something, not everyone has that. So when you realise that something is a lot more difficult than meets the eye, obviously with the likes of social media, for example, the path forward that you're following seems a lot easier to others and may be a lot easier to others. People may get to your destination that you're seeking easier and faster. And the last thing I know I want is shortcuts. Because if you were to compare, say, if you just so happen to hit the fast track to where you want to go, or you battled for years to get to that point, which one would you be more satisfied with at the end of the day? And then at this end of the day that I just said, you will look back on those days in which you were at your lowest and you will consider them the golden days. I know when I look back on my golden days of training so far, 
it's always after having a low where I go through that little rocky cutscene phase, that phase where you're kind of working in the dark to try to get back to where you were before that. And that's just simply how I see it. I like the pursuit. I don't exactly care all that much about the destination once I get there, looking back on past experiences. Don't get me wrong, the result would be a great adrenaline rush at the time, and it is something that I definitely chase, but in terms of long-lasting fulfillment, then I don't think that you'll find it there, if that's where you think the happiness will be. A great example of this is, I assume everyone has Netflix, but there's a new series that come out called At Home with the Furies, where they follow around Tyson Fury and his family. It's more of a family oriented show, but you can get a bit of a glimpse to the life of Tyson Fury. And for those that don't know who he is, he's a undefeated and former world heavyweight champion in boxing. So he won the title back in 2015 when he beat Vladimir Klitschko. And for him growing up, he only had one goal, and that was to be the heavyweight champion of the world. And essentially dedicated his whole life training towards winning that title. And when he finally won the title, he beat the champion. Then he just mentally fell off. And he won the title first when he was roughly 28, 29. I think he's 35 now. But example being, he never drank alcohol, done any drugs before winning the title. After he won the title, he fell off, plenty of drinking, plenty of drugs, became severely overweight Essentially, he tied all of his purpose in life into winning that title. And the only thing that brought him back to then compete again was the fact that he'd become overweight, got to the point where he was suicidal, and then wanted to create an arc where he can come back and spread awareness for mental health and show that people can come from a low, overcome, and then get back to that top level again. And that's what he did. And that's just one relevant story that comes to mind. I've obviously looked deep into this subject while going through my weightlifting career so there are others but I think that paints the picture quite well. On that note I think I've said everything that I've wanted to say this episode. I will see everyone next week again with another fresh episode. Thanks for listening everyone. Talk to you then.